Before we jump into the first episode of Ordinary 20s, Josh and I would like to extend our support of the Black Lives Matter movement. As white men in America, we're extremely privileged, and it would be naive and ignorant to self-promote and create without acknowledging the incredible movement occurring before our own eyes, that is, Black Lives Matter. In our description are links to pieces of literature to become more educated and learn how to make a difference, content from black creators to support, and information regarding more ways to become involved. Welcome to episode one of the Ordinary 20s podcast. I am one of your hosts, Asher, and I'm joined here with my other, Josh. My other Josh. (laughs) I don't really know any other Joshes, but uh, yeah, welcome. This is episode one, you're in the right place. This is already very awkward, and I may or may not re-record this. And if it's in here, this is for you. Especially for you. Just for you listening. Well, so, Ordinary 20s, you might be thinking, I followed this Instagram page that my friends created uh, roughly a year ago called Thought Bait. And just Sunday night, three days ago, it reemerged. Was that three days ago? Today is Tuesday. It was two days ago that I was at your house. Was I there Sunday? It was Sunday. It was Sunday. It was Father's Day. Yep, it was yep. Father's Day. Yep, so... You know, maybe your guys' phones were blowing up last Sunday. Wow, I'm blowing up. I'm getting Instagram followers. Who's this account? They just posted a story. This was all planning. This was all part of the process. We had to tease your interest <laughs> a year ago, and now we've sucked you back in. So we've rebranded. We were formerly Thoughtbait. Do you remember why we were called calling ourselves Thoughtbait? We were calling ourselves Thoughtbait because we had better names, but they were already taken. Mm. Let me tell you. The worst part about a podcast that I'm sure every white dude in their 20s has experienced at this point is finding a name for your podcast Yeah, that's original. Can't be boring. It can't be the Asher and Josh show. Maybe it should have been. Maybe it should have been. But here we are, the ordinary (laughs) 20s. After brainstorming about 30 or so minutes, this is what we've come up with. Love it or hate it. Instagram, at ordinary 20s. Gmail. Ordinary20s at gmail.com. Still working on Facebook. Facebook is in the process. We'll get there. Yes, exactly. So, here we are, one year later. We had this idea, I think just on a random summer evening, after, I think it was... Well, so, let's just start. Who are you, Josh? Uh, I'm Josh. Nice. (laughs) Great to know. Great to meet you. Um... Who I am? That's a that's a big question. Very loaded. Yeah. Um, I mean, we we can go back to the basics of where I'm from. I'm from Amarillo, Texas. Mm. Moved here at a very young age. Uh, been is he, where is here? Colorado. Oh, that's okay. where we are. Yep. That is it. Um, been living in Colorado for more than the majority of my life. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, kind of been finding my way through life. Eventually, somewhere along the way, went to a K-12 school called JCOS. Yeah. That's where Asher and I met. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of my childhood has had impacts on who I am currently, but Mm. most of my development started there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that's, you could say that for anybody. Like, yeah. You know, you really don't develop and come into your own until those adolescent years, regardless. Yeah. I think your, your childhood has subconscious effects on... Oh, yeah. ...who you become as an adult, but how I haven't discovered <laughs> what all of those are yet, so... The Ordinary 20s. The Ordinary so 20s. So, that is kind of what ties into our name is there. Name, that ties into our name there in the sense that... We're just two ordinary people in two different branches, two different walks of life who are good friends. And eventually, I think a goal is to get other people on who are our age, maybe even older, who knows, um, who are just ordinary people doing really dope shit um, or just have cool things to share. Uh, My name is Asher, lived and 
was born in Denver, the majority, no, for my entirety of my life. <laughs> uh, went to the same school Josh did. I started there in second grade. Um, we became friends. Well, actually, I first met Josh, like, the second day of seventh grade. Yeah. We went on a camping trip together. And Josh, being the little 13-year-old he was, was pulling girls who were all 18, 19. And it was very odd, and I kind of hated him for it because I was just a chubby little kid. Uh, went to the same school, graduated. I took a good semester off. Yeah, I think I took half a year off after I graduated high school. Started going to community college. Um, eventually decided that I wanted to do something more with my life. And then transferred up to Colorado State University, and we're here now. And through all the different paths that we've taken through and outside of high school, Josh and I are still here. Yeah. Still kicking. Still boys. Still friends. I guess that's that's lovers. Another, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's another I can add. You graduated from JCOS. I did. Not. You did not graduate. <laughs> that's what kind of makes it beautiful. Like yeah. we really, although we're still in, intertwined have gone two very different pathways, yeah. like post-high school. Um, whether it's working, going to school, you know, dropping out for et cetera reasons, or finishing high school for whatever reasons. Like, I don't know. That's what makes us just people. I think we had the original idea. So, a little preface. Preface? Preface, yeah. Preface sounds preface. a little suspect. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a podcast right out of high school with my buddy Zach, and it was pretty much a sports podcast, and we did like 35 episodes. Um, we did 35 episodes? Yeah, we really did 35 episodes. Damn. Um, I'm studying journalism, media, communications. I love podcasts. I love sports. I love um, political science, culture, uh, you know, all of the above. Um, so it's a great opportunity for me to continue that hobby and that passion that I once had and do it with a different person and grow and also get some reps doing that. But I think our original idea was right before I moved to Fort Collins permanently, yeah. we kept kind of having these like very long, drawn-out conversations where it was like either I would pick you up and you'd come over to my house or it was when I was moving up here and we'd take the I-25 corridor all the way up north and we would just like talk the whole time and we're like, whoa, people would like listen to this like they would enjoy it which i think that's a very stereotypical thing to yeah. like to think um and the cards are finally aligned to do so yeah i guess i don't know P part of this for me is that like i'm not really making this for anyone i'm making this yeah. for me yeah i would yeah and so this is a way for me to become more comfortable in my own voice and be mm. able to um express my thoughts on some sort of platform, no matter like what it is, big or small it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I, I completely agree. I, as much as I'm doing this, well, so like ultimately I think deep rooted, I am doing this for myself. Cause like all I do half the time, you know, whether it's driving to work or playing video games or doing whatever, like I always have a podcast in the background. I like fall asleep to podcasts. I, you know, it very quickly became evident that oh my God, like I would love to do this, to have my own platform yeah. to discuss things that I'm very much interested in and be multifaceted in doing it. And I think doing a, just a sports podcast in the past like totally limited me and limited my growth as having my own voice. And then other half for me in doing this is I need to start building a portfolio <laughs> and yeah. like things for people to like, oh, this kid is doing this. I can send this to an internship or whatever. And, but also I think it's just a great chance to grow. I also do radio. Yeah. This um, past semester on campus. And I did like a, it was like a typical radio show, but it wasn't a talk radio show. Yeah. So we'd play like three or four songs and then we'd have, you know, three minute breaks where we'd talk about whatever, music, sports, etc. Um, Yeah. I think, I'm trying to think. So that earliest memory I have of you was that seventh grade camping trip. Yeah. I'm not going to name drop people. I don't know if we've discussed this. I'm going to yeah. try my, like, I mean, not that Veda is going to listen to this, and there I go name dropping her. <laughs> Veda and, yeah. like, Shayla. Uh, Shayla wasn't on the camping trip. She was in my advising push. Okay. There. Someone else, too. Uh, Shannon. 
Shannon, yes. <laughs> All of these, like, <laughs> like stereotypical, like, hot middle school, high school girls are, like, totally hitting on Josh because they had known your brother. Yeah. Yeah. Which probably was a little bit uncomfortable, I could imagine. Uh, yeah. I, it was uncomfortable that I didn't realize how uncomfortable it was at the time. Interesting. And, like, you've always got twenty twenty vision in hindsight. Yeah. But... Once you, like, reflect, you're like, whoa, that was kind of weird. Yeah. Very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, feel that. And then, post that trip, you were always in the classroom, a couple doors down. Our friend groups were always, like, intertwined. But, like, you and I yeah. really weren't friends for the longest of time. Yeah. Well, let's just say that JCOS is a small school. school. Very small. It's a K-12 through but there were less than 500 students yeah. total. Like, my graduating class was 36 kids. Yeah. And so, like, you couldn't really help but know everyone. Regardless. Yeah. Like, even people who you could actively avoid them, you still know every little thing about them. Yeah. You know, oh, they live in Arvada, or, oh, they do this after school, or they're involved with this circle of people. Like, it's impossible. Mm. So, like, even if we, our friend groups weren't intertwined, I would still have known about you regardless. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think another member that sticks out, I think eighth grade, you wrote that article about um, Judah, or, or no, Judah. Judah wrote an article My about girlfriend's me. brother wrote an yeah. article about Josh Hopkins stating that he was the Ferris Bueller of open school, which, to this day, fairly accurate, I must say. Fairly accurate. Yeah. You just had this weird thing. It was like everybody, like, like we said, like everyone knows each other, but there was like a, like a stigma around you. Not a stigma, like a connotation around your name. Yeah. Like for a majority of the time that I spent at open school, like I was not called by my first name. No, you were only known as Hopkins. Yeah. Which is like the Bueller Hopkins comparison. Yeah. Yeah. And so like just sort of like I, before open school, cause I had, came there in uh, seventh grade mm. and so before that like I wasn't a super popular kid I had like a few friends but I wasn't very outgoing at all and then well that's kind of wild I didn't know that yeah open school I there was just something about the way that I interacted with people that more people wanted to interact with me I think the thing was like you could get along with anybody any yeah. kid any teacher even like the high school teachers mm-hmm. like they knew Hopkins. Yeah, totally. That's interesting. I, I kind of, I'd say before, I mean, I only went one year at traditional school, but at like open, I guess, I always had like a very close-knitted group of friends, but I always, I wouldn't say I was ever like the popular kid. I was just like the kid everyone like knew and was like cool with. I never had like any enemies in high school or yeah. anything like that. That's interesting. Um, And then what? I think we really didn't become good friends until, like, my junior year, your sophomore year, junior, sophomore. I don't, as far as, like, time period, I don't remember when it was. Yeah. I kind of remember, like, a, an exact moment. Yeah. Um, oh, go ahead. Cute. Uh, th- there was a night where we were both kind of down in the slums and... Uh, just kind of emotional all around. We went to a local cafe called Leela's, and we both just really Oh, up. yeah, 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 totally. That was, like, totally random. I yeah. think I just, like, something happened, and I hit you up, and then you had like, your yeah. own shit going on, and then we, like, just hashed it out over, yeah. like, three hours at this coffee table. Yeah, that was, like... I had gone a long period without shedding a single tear, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that was the first time in forever oh that my I God. cried. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. I remember that, because like, I got you to, well, I didn't get you to cry, but you started crying <laughs> when you were talking, and I was like, yo, like I got Josh to cry. Like Josh <laughs> cried in front of me, which was like the ultimate rarity. Yeah. That's funny, yeah. No, that memory definitely sticks out. And, like, we'd become closer before then. Like, a lot of our our thing in high school was, like, go bowling every Friday. So we would have, like, 20-odd people of us. At one point, our friend group was, like, 
25, 30 kids, and we had, yeah. like, group chats all over the place, and, like, which was, like, pretty rare for our school. Mm-hmm. Usually people, like, split off and have, like, four or five friends, and they're cool. We would just go mob at the bowling alley and then go to, like, Perkins after. Or... So we kind of become friends through then, and then, yeah, kind of then, and our friendship, like, totally accelerated. And then I think with the losing and growing process of friendships and relationships everyone kind of going their own ways after high school for whatever reason we had kind of stayed along a similar path in yeah. terms of friendship i open school did a very good job of creating chameleons that sort yeah. of they they can seem like friends but they're really just blending in to blend in um and i think we sort of made our way around that and like learned more about each other personally rather yeah. than just the base levels well and another thing i think about going to a really small school is like because of the size you are forced to be friends with people yeah that you normally wouldn't be friends with mm-hmm. so like I don't know how many of my friendships... I mean, I think at the time, the majority of my friendships were definitely genuine. But looking back on it, and going to a big school now where you intermingle with hundreds of kids on the daily, you're like, oh, I probably realistically would not have been friends with X person, Y person, if we weren't just constantly sharing the same space. Which in turn, like, it, it's a beautiful thing that yeah. you're able to become friends mm-hmm. with literally anybody. But then it's like that post-high school thing where you have kids who... Like, I have friends who are from Texas who go to school up here and they're like, yeah, like all my friends go to these SEC schools, like Tennessee, Ole Miss, you know, Texas. And it's like, because their high school is so big, their bond is really good and they can remain friends post high school because they are like each other's people. Yeah. Which is really interesting. Yeah. And then, yeah, I think just ever since then, like you, you, just a very genuine relationship blossomed because we are very like-minded. We share a lot of similar hobbies, passions and, Although our own experiences and, like, traumas may be different, we're able to, like, relate our own experiences with one yeah. another. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. So, yeah, that was a little tangent. That was good. That was really good. A little bit of a tangent. That was yeah. a little bit of a tangent. <laughs> so, um, so, like, yeah, content-wise in terms of the podcast, I think a lot of it definitely will be, like, conversations between the two of us. Yeah. We have some segments kind of, you know... Uh, in in order and some segments to be developed and that we haven't thought of yet yeah this this whole thing is just a work in progress exactly ah work in progress what a good podcast name but that there's no way that's not taken (laughs) you know what i mean there's just not a chance um yeah i think damn that is a good that is (laughs) that is a really good podcast name though yeah um i really want to uh, yeah i want to highlight just like regular people like, yeah. I know a lot of friends who are making music or are making art or even people going to school. Like, what are you going to school for? You know, uh, you're friends with, like, all of these people who are your same age. Everyone's story and what they're doing right now is so different. And when I think of, like, a lot of podcasts that I listen to, it's like, oh, well, let's interview this actor who just put out this movie. And it's like, okay, you know, that's cool, but yeah, it's not necessarily the easiest thing that someone our age... And, you know, people older or younger might listen to this, too, can, like, directly relate to. Yeah. I think it'd be cool for, like, you know, even my sisters to just hear what we talked about in terms of, like, open school. Like, oh, yeah. so this is, like, what's going to happen once I graduate. Like, yeah, like, ultimately. Yeah, just sharing common experiences for people to relate to. Sharing common experiences and also, like, figuring out what of those experiences are actually common and what's... What's unique. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. I completely agree. Yeah, damn. Yeah, so ordinary 20s. Hopping in. Um, yeah, so we kind of like talked about like the purpose. I'm trying to think. Any other like basic level bases, first, second, third, that we need to cover that you can think of? No. Yeah. I think it's cool. Well, I guess we can just, yeah, go in. I don't know. I would say it's been crazy to like see and we kind of talked about this earlier before we started recording and even um sunday night is like we birthed this ew 
we <laughs> we came. I like birth. Yeah, we'll say birth. Okay. <laughs> we birthed this idea, and it marinated for like a full year. And that year, I feel like, is absolutely zoomed by. Yeah. And then you can also look at like the individual things in our own lives that have happened since then. And yeah. how we both have grown and changed in that time window. Very crazy. Like, I don't even think you had your living situation figured yeah. out. When we, when we first came up with the idea of this podcast, I was still living at my mom's house. Yeah. And just going through the motions. Just going to work, yeah. doing your thing, you know. And I think I was, so I had just come back from my first semester up here living on campus. And I had already signed a lease to come back up here. So I was, like, getting prepared to have roommates. So it was, like, a very weird time in the sense, like, that's a weird thing. Like, living with people who aren't your family. Yeah. Or, like, for me, it was, like, my first roommate was Clay, you know, my dorm roommate, my suite mate. I had no idea what to expect putting myself in a situation and going to be living with a random stranger for a yeah. whole six months. Did you feel the same when you became roommates with Christian? Um, it, it was definitely different just because Christian was somebody that I had, like, interacted with quite a bit before. And yeah. I had worked with him, but I wasn't really that close to him. And it, it was kind of like... When you had other friends who were closer to yeah, him than you I had other even. friends that were closer that, like, had been wanting to move out, but none of them were in a financial position to do it yeah um and i remember like the day that you moved into this apartment like i was driving home and on my way home mm -hmm. i had like texted christian or no he had texted me asking if i was interested in moving in with him no like the same night it was the same night no way that is crazy because he he's from California, but he's been here for about five years, and so he's had, like, a couple of different roommates, mm. and his roommate decided to move on, and so he was stuck between going back to California or just living on the streets because he couldn't afford his rent by himself, mm. um, and so I was kind of, like, his last resort. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. I did not know that. I didn't know it was the same night, because I remember you helped me move in, and then like we'd been up here like only for one week, and then you like texted me a week later and was like, oh, by the way, <laughs> I'm yeah. moving into my own apartment, and I was like, "Yeah, whoa, that is crazy. Yeah, and it, it took a couple of months to move out from like our initial conversation, but to me, the the experience felt so fast. Oh, yeah. Like, we had looked at a few different apartment options. We had applied at a few. Um, we got denied at a few. Mm -hmm. And then eventually we found one that just kind of clicked. Yeah, did, what, did you, like, feel it from the moment you guys, like, saw it? That, like, that was going to be, like, the place? Yeah. Like, it was, the location was very convenient for us. The, mm -hmm. the rent was a little steep, but we were both working full-time jobs. And yeah, so we could it was, like, manageable. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was just kind of, like, here it is. Yeah. There before your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I think, well, yeah, when I think to, like, my... So, like, I... Totally random for me to even be living where I am now. Like, so... I, so I transferred up to CSU, and at the time, my girlfriend went there, my best friend went there, and my other best friend went there. The, before, the day before classes had started, my other friend left school, um, and then, like, a month, so, well, actually, so my current roommates were friends with my ex-girlfriend and my friend, my best friend at the time, or best friend in general. And we'd start hanging out with them. It was, like, totally mm. random. And, like, honestly, first time I met Max, I was like, I don't like this kid. Like, I thought he was trying to get with my, like, girlfriend and all this stuff. And then, like, literally the first time we hung out, I was like, whoa. Like, we actually have a lot in common. He has, like, a great taste in music and, like, blah, yeah. blah, blah. 
So then I kept hearing about this Giannis kid. Giannis, it took him like a month to come hang out with us. And the first time I ever hung out with Giannis, you know, we got drunk in someone's dorm room and we're talking and he was on TikTok. And I was like, oh, this kid's just like a, like a geeky, like very introverted, like funny dude. Yeah. Fast forward another month and a half and, you know, same old, same old college getting drunk in a dorm room. And <laughs> Giannis looks up. And he's pretty, he's feeling the sauce a little. <laughs> and Max was like peeing in the common room or something. And Giannis is like, hey dude, Max and I like totally just signed this lease. And we're in a three-person apartment. Like, do you want to sign with us? And I was like, whoa, <laughs> like this came out of nowhere. Yeah. Like at that point, I wasn't even sure if I was going to come back to CSU. Because I was like, I don't know if this is really what I want. Like I took a big leap. And then... I think another month passed. No, maybe like a month or two and a half, three weeks passed. And I was like, is that offer like still on the table? Like just totally random night. And they were like, yeah. And just ended up signing the lease. Didn't even see my apartment until the day I started moving things in, which yeah. was wild. And then it just like felt right. It all just like kind of slowly clicked into place. Mm-hmm. And then I think the weirdest thing with having roommates and people you haven't lived with before is like everyone needs to find their own space. Yeah. And you're in the space that you're all sharing collectively. Did you, what was that like for you and Christian? Because I know you guys share one bathroom and like your living room is pretty sizable in the kitchen too. Yeah. Uh, I think me and Christian, like we had started hanging out a lot more before we had actually moved in together. And so we were starting to become comfortable in each other's spaces. Um, yeah. Go over to his apartment at the time a yeah. lot. Yeah. And I think when we moved in, we, like, it was it was kind of lucky that we had, like, created sort of boundaries without even really talking about them. Yeah. Like, we understand each other's space, we understand the common space, um, and sort of, like, how we... Um, kind of maintain it to support both of our lifestyles and how it's like utilized too yeah because like i know like going over there a couple times like christian has his spot like on the couch yeah like it's never you who's sitting on the couch when i come over it's like always christian yeah and like you'll sit somewhere else and watch the same tv but like you guys have thus like you first utilized and understood how the space was going to work without even speaking about it and now it's like, yep, this is just how things are. Like, here's your space, yeah. here's mine. Like, when, when me and Christian watch movies, like, he always sits on the right side of the couch. I always sit on the left side of the couch. Yeah, the right, just, the right side is his spot. That's just how it is. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Another very underrated part of having roommates is, like, the odd night where, like, maybe, I mean, well, I have three and you have, or, well, I have two and you have one other. Like, the odd night, you all or both aren't doing anything, and, like, you're like, let's just watch, like, a yeah. movie or something, and you're like, this is something I would do with my family, but now I don't have to worry about, like, the uncomfortable sex scene popping <laughs> up, or, like, you can watch Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia and become educated on, yeah. like, you know, DMT together, or, yeah. you know, that's a very fun part about having roommates. Yeah, and I think, like, Christian... Because he's a couple years older than me, mm-hmm. he's sort of, like, been able to, like, bring me out of my shell a bit more. Yeah. And, like, he, like, I'm an introverted person. Yeah. He's a very extroverted person. And to have that roommate situation is very interesting. Yeah. Because there's, there's times where he will respect my space and let me be a little hermit crab. Yep. And there's sometimes where he'll just break me out and just yeah tell me to come with him. Yep. And so that's like a unique kind of thing. Welcome to the Christian episode of the Ordinary Twins <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's that's really good cuz I think between Max and I I wouldn't say Max and I are the most extroverted outgoing people. Um, but like you know, we go out, we play yeah. frisbee golf, we hang out with our other friends. And Dionis is very introverted like you are. And, yeah, like, the off night, we totally respect one another's space, but, you know. And, like, being doing what Dionis is doing, studying comp sci and being very into technology and music, like, 
his space is very important and he spends a lot of time in it. But yeah. I think it's equally as important, you know, the odd night that we go over to our friend's house and hang out that we at least throw the offer out there like, yo, like, mm-hmm. do you want to come get out and, you know, see something other than monitors and stuff like that to the day? Because I feel like, you know, that's equally as important. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be as constant. And I think everybody has their own limit in terms of like, how much social activity can you take? That's what I've learned in school is like, holy smokes, like if I wanted to go and party every night, like that's totally an option. And like the off times that I've done that, it like takes such a toll. Yeah. And now that I have my own space to be myself and express myself, it's equally as important to like value the time that I spend in it, which I don't think I ever really got. Like when I was like finishing high school, I think Monday through Friday, I was at someone's house for at least four or five hours a night, you know? I was like never home. And then now it's like, Friday night and I'm like I would not mind just like sitting in my room watching a movie or playing some games like yeah entirely I think roommates in space like very important I think when we first moved in here like I I noticed I occupied a lot of the living room space very recurring like it was very recurring that I'd come home from school because I'd be the first one home and I would just sit on the couch and watch sports or watch highlights or Mm -hmm. watch something and then they would come home and go to their room. And then it slowly started to be the opposite. I would come home and go straight to my room and then Max would be out in the living room doing things. So like it's weird how like that table yeah. has kind of changed for us. Yeah, and I, I think I sort of experienced similar things, whereas like Christian would usually be home before me. Mm. Um, and so I would come home and either hang out with him in the living room or yeah. I would just go straight to my room. Um, I get the, the thing with him is that he, his room, he, he's got some like better habits of like not the, the time he spends in there is like for sleeping. Yeah. And so he, he doesn't really hang out in his room much at all. Yeah. And for me, like I grew up with, a TV and a PlayStation in my room, that's where I go. It's like habit for you yeah. to like decompress and your hangout, your comfort is in your own room. Yeah. Yeah. And so like that kind of dynamic kind of shifted and like I, I, I don't know, I've kind of had this like challenging conversation in my own mind of like when do I shut my door and when do I not yeah my, my room is like directly into the living room his is more removed yeah his is more removed and if like you're in your room and it's like I totally get what you're saying because you're like you don't want to necessarily like what when is the appropriate time to be like closed off yeah you know because like although your roommate might be in the living room watching tv you know he'll throw in the odd conversation starter or the odd question yeah yeah it's like, ah, I don't want to be a dick and have my room shut off. Or it's like, oh, I can also just keep it open and like play games, do my own thing, and be like, did you hear about blah, 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 so-and-so, or yeah. Yeah. Totally feel that. What's been like your favorite part of having a roommate that's not a family member? Um, favorite part? I'd say like I'm, I'm more comfortable with opening up with him. Yeah. And that, that's probably not, like, the average thing, because, like, most people can open up to their family, but I was never able to really open up to my family. Well, I don't think it's as, like, common as you think. And I think yeah. no matter what, people close off parts of themselves to their own family regardless. Yeah. yeah. But just being able to, like, experience my life and then come home to someone who is going to be like open and understanding yeah is like huge yeah that's a good thing to have in a roommate like that comfort for sure yeah i think mine is probably i think my i have like one or maybe a second i don't know my the one that like initially came to mind was like i love being able to like everyone has their own things their own hobbies their own passions. I love being able to both take one of my own hobbies. So like in the fall, 
I got the boys on the playing fantasy football. Mm-hmm. So my whole life since I was like 14 years old is like Sunday is my day off. I'm going to watch football. I'm going to watch my fucking fantasy players and just be involved in that world for hours. And I got them hooked on it. So like that became my own thing. Yeah. And I think the other thing and like vice versa, like them showing me things or like me and my roommates finding things that we can do together. And like recently in this last month, it's been like Frisbee golf. Yeah. Or, you know, in January when they had a summer or a winter love island, Max was like, I hate reality TV. And Deonis was like, "Ah, I don't know what the hype is about. And then one week later, we were all gathering around the TV illegally pirating Love Island episodes and like cramming them together. And like, that is like a very cool thing. Yeah. Like that happens with just friends in general. Like no doubt. I think that's what a friendship is, is you put each other on to like different things, but it's cool to have that like with someone that you share space with. Because then when you're like both fed up of the pace and the busyness of everyday life, and I think especially, well, no, like even if you're working full time or even if you're a college student, you need your personal time. And it's like, no matter who you're sharing walls with, they also need that time just as yeah. important or just as, just as much. Gotta pee again. You want to pee again? We could uh, pause it. We could pause it. I think. Let me just make sure. If I unpause. Okay, and we're back. And we're back. And we are back. I. We might need to do some minor editing in there. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) I I think it it fully paused the recording. So. Okay. Yeah, I mean this is all like as Josh said, work in progress. Um, Yeah. Oh, dude, I would love to like, be able to like get such a sick setup and like record in the studio like the one time well so like i recorded a couple episodes with max or with uh zach um while he was at media school it's like big ups that was cool that he like took our little venture and like really did it and he's been doing some radio shows and stuff um like recording in the studio is really cool and then doing it for the radio show Mm -hmm. you have like big ass earphones on and you're just yeah. like with a professional mic it's like it's just a weird feeling but it gets really deafening mm-hmm. i would need like feedback in terms of what i'm hearing from other people as yeah. well but yeah i also want to get my own like professional mic maybe that'll be a, a birthday thing or a before school thing because i'll need it for classes but like a nice yeti or something this should be good though yeah. shout out thank you Dionis. If, if you listen to this, um, <laughs> that's one thing I don't want to do. I think in previous podcasts, you it's very easy to sound like desperate yeah. for like listeners. And like uh, if you, if you're listening, like no, like I think the yeah. best thing you can do is like just be confident. Like this is something you're doing, and don't like beg for the following. Like let it build and let people become interactive, and you know, feel free to comment something on our Instagram posts or if you have feedback, like message one of us directly, like however this can be more enjoyable or more professional to any of you guys, like just let us know. I think a a lot of these podcasts are going to be just us just going off on tangents. Shooting the shit. Because we, like, we, we didn't even plan to talk about roommates, and that's what we've been and talking for about. for a full, like, 20 minutes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think, but if you kind of think about it, like, that is, like, one of the biggest things that has happened to us over the course of the year is, like, moving out of our homes. So, yeah. like, that kind of makes sense in terms of, like, an introductory kind of topic. But, yeah, I mean, I think we can stop with roommates. I think people get the point. But yeah. I think that's, like, one of the best things you can do with your life is, like, Get a roommate. Move out of home. Leave home. Because, like, yeah. that... I've grown so much within the last... Almost year now that I've lived in... I, I've been living technically, like, on my own, but with mm-hmm. other people. It's been a great experience. Don't force it, though. I don't think it's something that should... Well, if you're the type of person who thinks, like, forcing things in your life... Oh, uh, they would weed whack outside my window <laughs> as we're trying to record this podcast. Oh, jeez. I don't know if it's picking it up. It is. <laughs> it is a little. Um, that's okay. That's okay. That's all right. It's ambience. 
It creates the setting. Ambiance. Ambiance. Ambience. I every time I say uh, ambience, it makes me think of amphibians. <laughs> it just fucks me up. I just see images of like tree frogs in my mind. <laughs> you, uh, little stupid story. I was on like TikTok the other night, and like I know people. So like, I don't have a, a short attention span. I would say, like, I get distracted fairly easily. Yeah. But I was, like, scrolling through TikTok, and this TikTok came up, and it was this lady who was like, do you have ADHD? And I was like, I don't know. Like, do, <laughs> do I? I? And she, like, started listing all of these things that are typically symptoms for ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> for, like, I had to, like, I watched the TikTok, and I was like, just so deep in my mind, like, yo, like, I actually might have ADHD. Like, maybe this is an issue. And then I had to, like, call my girlfriend, and, like, for half an hour, she had to, like, try and convince me. Well, I guess I didn't, I don't actually know if I called her, but we were, like, talking for a very long time about the fact that... You don't know if you called her? I don't think we talked about it. We talked about it a separate time, but I don't oh, think okay. I initially called gotcha. her. Gotcha. Um, and I was like, I don't think I actually do, but... Yeah. And t- TikTok is something we'll get into on another day, but, oh. like, it is... It's a... I don't know. I... I have, like, positive things to say about it. There, there's positive things. There's negative things. There's, like, different sides to TikTok. Yeah, there, there's, like, a... F- there are full bipolar opposites to anything. Yeah. Like, if, say, you're a K-pop stan, there is a full half of TikTok that is, like, I guarantee you, anti-K-pop. Like, K-pop yeah. ruins the world. Like, yeah. crazy things. And its algorithms are very interesting. Like... Their algorithms, I'd say, are, like, very sensitive. Yeah. You can, like, one thing that is has one hashtag, and your whole feed the next day will be based off that one like. But, yeah, we'll save TikTok for, like, another time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Take a swig of water. That pause was nice. It was natural. Real natural. I would say this has been natural. Yeah. I'm I'm surprised how natural this has been for me. This is this you are. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I, you're more natural than I thought you were going to be. I, like, <laughs> driving up here, I was like trying <laughs> to hype myself up, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna be confident. I'm gonna be able to speak. Words are gonna come out of my mouth, and then I got here, and I was like, what's gonna happen? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's really funny. Oh my god, I like, I don't get nervous until the fucking ten seconds before <laughs> yeah. I press record. <laughs> like trying to just press record on my Mac, I was like fumbling my words. I didn't know how I was gonna intro the pod, but like this morning, I literally played like eighteen holes of golf and it didn't even cross my mind one time. Which is like even doing radio. Oh my, I was like, that's a whole other thing. Is like this is like pre-recorded, so if we mess up. You know, you can just yeah. cut it out. We can it's whatever. It. On the radio, if you, like, accidentally swear, if there's a bad word in a... S- wow. The audacity. If you swear, if you do... I don't know. If you just mess up in any form, you have to... You have 10 seconds. You have to run out of the radio booth, lift open this 50-pound door, or lift open, pull open a 50-pound door, and find this one button on this stack of mixers and radio things that's the dump button that releases all of your footage. So it's like you're sitting here like trying to become like come across as really articulate. It, it dumps together. like everything? Not just it dumps like... the – so there's like a 25-second you're, – you're ahead 25 seconds in yeah. the booth than you are in a car. It'll dump that full 25 seconds. But it's like a really awkward transition if all of a sudden people just simply don't hear a single thing in their car. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like, God forbid, if I mess up one little thing, I have to go run out of this room, find this button, press it. And then have to, within that time that you're trying to press the button, figure out how you're going to come back on air yeah. naturally as if nothing has happened. Jeez. Very intense process. This is way more laid this, back. Yeah. This is no anxiety needed. Well, I mean, there's still anxiety, there's, but... <laughs> I mean, for many other things, there's anxiety for everything. Yeah. But yeah, that's... I can't believe you were that nervous. Yeah, no, you've been killing it. Great job. Thank you. I remember... Oh, oh, man, I'm trying to think. My first... I, when I did this, like, straight out of high school, I was like, I need to be the smartest person alive. 
And, like, that was just my attitude towards, like, anything is, like, the weight is now on your shoulders. And, like, even two and a half, three years removed from that. A uh, full three years. Whew. A whole yeah. three years removed from graduating high school. It's, like, you know absolutely nothing. So, mm-hmm. even if you come across as dumb, there is points where you can grow and become educated. Yeah. Which is, like, a big part in, like, me doing this is learning about myself as a speaker as just an individual in general, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. Who would have thought? I'd never. Very unprofessional to take sips in the middle of a podcast, but I don't think <laughs> there were definitely points where I definitely would not have thought we would be doing this currently. Considering it happened a full year after the fact. Yeah. When we when we had first come up with the idea, <clears throat> that was like the most passionate I had been about it until about two days ago. <laughs> Yeah, no, me too. Like, the passion was there. I was ready to, like, start recording. That night. That night. I would have been like, yeah, let's bang out, like, six, I could yeah. do six episodes right now. Yeah. It really, it didn't even, it was literally an idea that I had that week, that before Sunday, like, on Wednesday, I was just at work listening to a podcast, and I was like, man, like, why am I not doing this right now? It takes, it's not like, you just block out some time in your day, some mm-hmm. time I'd be you know, using to do literally anything else, have some things to say, just go do it. And then it was like, hmm. And then I started like, I was like, wait, thought bait. And that, that Instagram profile has been on my goddamn Instagram accounts for like ages. And I was like, yeah. it has to, it has to happen. It like, it, happen. I don't know, the cards just kind of fell, which was like super dope. Yeah. It's weird how like, things will just fall into place like that. Like, in the time, it doesn't feel like a full year. It does not at all feel like a whole year has gone by. (laughs) Like, a full year has gone by since this original idea. Yeah. I'm sure what other things, like, have fallen into place. I think me just going to school. You going to school. I mean, Um, you moving out in the way that that happened. Other things. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think. Like, I don't know. If we want to... Like, everything that's going on in America right now. Yeah. It's so weird to see, like, the NFL make a Black Lives Matter post when four years ago they were like, let's just kick Kaepernick out of the league. Nobody sign him. He's wrong. And now they're all, like, on a whole other side, which is, like, yeah, good, bad, I don't know. We're living in very strange times. Do you think it's only going to get stranger? Oh, absolutely. Really? I, I... I hope that it gets stranger. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if I could take any more. You don't... Well, here's... Okay, so here's what I'm thinking is like... Okay, think about like our parents. Do you think that equally as intense things were happening when they were like early 20s? Or does everyone just go through this? Like this, there's always some weird shit happening in the universe at the age of 20. Like, just because that's um, the age you're at. So many other yeah, things are happening. I, I think the whole, like, coming to age thing is very natural and, like, will happen for everyone. Yeah. Um, I think that world events do play a part in, like, how your coming to age happens. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, so, like, my parents were born in 70, which is, like, the kickoff of the Vietnam War. Yeah. But by, what, 74, 76? roughly you know that conflict ends yeah but if you think about it for us iraq war starts right at the time that we're born and that totally cools down and then something else happens in the 80s doesn't necessarily have to be a war or conflict for them you could kind of say it's the birth of technology like computers by the time they're in their mid-20s early 20s holy shit we have computers we can work on now and like this is like a very yeah i guess it kind of happens for everybody yeah it happens for everybody it's just a matter but of what the event is. It, it's also, like, generational. It's different based on, like, where the world is at. Like, oh, yeah. our generation has so much technology at our disposal mm. and so much media and just, like, connection to the internet. That connection to the whole world. Connection, yeah, to everything. Yeah. That, like, the things that we are confused about or the things that like we have questions about we can just google it yeah imagine i will and like i even think like even between so like i'm 
20, about to turn 21, you're in the same boat. And I have two sisters who are 13 and 14. And it's like, their generation is so different than ours even. Yeah. Like, growing up, until I was 12, 13 years old, I would still have to use, like, a, a, a home phone yeah. to call my friends and go over to their house. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to Snapchat so-and-so yeah. to I, go I hang out. I didn't get a cell phone until I was in, like, eighth grade. Yeah, I think I had my first one in sixth. But even then, it wasn't... Texting really wasn't even a thing. Like, yeah. it was, like, phone calls, like, late at night, which is, like, very weird. I've never felt, like, I honestly think, what are we, Gen, are we Gen Z? I think we're technically Gen Z. Uh, I guess there, there's, like, discussion about, like, the gap between, like, 99 and, like, 2002 e, is, like, a little bit different. It's, we're our own, I don't know, not to sound, um, not to, like, toot our own horns, but we're in a weird in-between yeah. place. Oh, I, I think you could even say, I think, like, 96, like, yeah. I think about people who graduated, like, two or three years before us. Like, they're kind of in the same boat as us. Yeah. But we have maybe, we had technology a little bit younger than them. Mm. But, like, I don't think, I think Gen Z, whatever this generation that we're in, and, like, my sisters and younger people are in, will be, like, the most powerful generation of all time. Yeah. Like, you look at what happened with K-pop stands and TikTok kids and their activism in, like, emptying out that Trump rally. Yeah. Like, oh, at 13 years old... There are no way in hell I could even like fathom yeah. masterminding this scheme to make our president look like an idiot. Yeah, I, I think the effect of past generations mm. has had on this current generation. Yeah, like we are, we've got nowhere else to go but to create our own future because they've just decimated it. Yeah, that's why. I mean, you look at climate change rallies even. Dude, there's not a, you know, very rarely, I should not say there isn't, but very rarely do you see people who are 67 years old, say not 67, 60 or 70 years old at rallies, like, let's save the earth. Like, at this point, yeah. people who are 70 are like, fuck it, I'm out. Like, we decimated this. We also don't understand because, like, these weren't even concepts for us to fathom as children that, like, yeah. the earth is a sacred place. and Like, scientific discovery in the past 10, 20 years. Holy fuck unbelievable <laughs> what uh, what was like something was like there was an anniversary for something that was like just created roughly 20 years ago it was some theory that these people had like i can't remember what the theory is which sucks it would make my my point even better but it was some theory that like even my parents didn't grow up and that was like the way they lived by like it didn't, it didn't yeah. impact the way they lived their lives and, this, like, for us, this is, like, all we have known. is I can't remember what it is. Damn it. Oh, oh uh, like, fingerprints. Fingerprint technology. That, that really doesn't take off to, like, mid-80s, late-80s, I think, yeah. I want to say. Dude, when you're, like, trying to track down a serial, or kill, serial killer, like Ted Bundy, without fingerprint technology? How do you even, like, do that? I can't even... Like, it, it would be so much harder. But also, it's, like, now, if I was just some you know, dumb kid who just went and stole a bunch of shit, they'd be at my door in 40 minutes. Yeah. It'd be a wrap. I can't even, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, even, like, um, some of the, like, current technology that's coming out, like, face detection. Yeah. And, like, the different uses of that among, like, governmental levels and private levels. Like, yes. Yeah taken a whole new level <laughs> you may not know the answer but with like apple's face id is that information given to governmental um like services as far as i know apple is not because they're a private entity right yeah okay um there's other companies i can't remember the name of the company i saw it on a John Oliver episode, but it was a company that just searches through Google, yeah, through every image, billions, oh, and billions like of images, image searching, yeah, and yep. it just finds people's faces and, like, you can put in one face and it'll show you just thousands. every other public listed yeah. picture of that. That's okay. Other weird little thing, 
Why did the people at Catfish have that technology before anyone else? Neve Shulman? He's been doing that since, since like 2013. He's yeah. had that. Like, what? I mean, and I'm sure it was probably some beta software, and they were like, well, this like works enough. Like, Let's use this in our reality yeah. TV show. But like, even that. Oh, another weird thing. Like, I was listening to this podcast Joe Rogan did with um, Action Bronson, and it was only from four years ago, and they were talking about YouTube. They were talking about how, at the time, four years ago, how revolutionary it is that all of these archived, you know, like classical music songs or all these artists from the 50s and 60s have their music, like, displayed on public domain. Yeah. And, like, that was the birth of recommended videos. And I was like, wait, that was only, like, four years ago. Like, that was in 2016 that YouTube had just then done an algorithm that's, like, here, you watched this, you may also like this and this. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm just going to start auto-playing another video for you because why not? Let me get you sucked into this rabbit hole on serial killers or something. Yeah, crazy. Four years. What do you think like the next innovation is? The next innovation? Technological. I mean, if, I, if I knew what the next innovation is... You'd, be, ri- be, you'd be a rich it. man. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be making it. I don't know what it would be. I think AI... AI. Yeah, I was yeah. just, uh, Tabitha was telling me about this podcast about, well, and like, I think Andrew Yang. Yeah. So I think Andrew Yang was like t- maybe 10 years ahead of his time. But like, within the next 10, 20 years, we're going to need universal basic income. It's like 30% of all jobs are like hard labor, like manufacturing jobs. Those are going to be outsourced technology, like before you know it. Yeah. Like these factories, you don't need people assembling GM cars. Yeah. You don't. It, honestly, technology do better. Or like semi truck drivers. At what point is it like, oh, let's sign a contract with Tesla, have them make us a bunch of semis and just have them do all it and just have one person yeah. unload it. I, I think the problem with that sort of technology mm-hmm. is that until that notorious generation that disagrees with those sort of things is gone, yeah, that is going to have so much fighting against it. Yep. Like, the autonomous semi-trucks, that is going to be... That's going to be a big thing. But when autonomous um, agriculture, too. Yeah. Like, once you can get to a point where you don't need people, you know, shucking corn. And maybe people don't even shuck corn now. I don't know if that's, like, a real thing. I I, I think, for the most part, that's already automated. Yeah. But, like, when you can just set a tractor out, have it go out for you, take care of all of your crops, like... Yeah. Those hard labor jobs are not going to matter nearly as much or even like think about like the only jobs i don't know you think of like autonomy and like stuff like that it's like you have service industry you're going to need people to interact with people regardless people who are creators people who make content people who make art music the news things like that you'll need people for but like how many other things do we really yeah. need people for to do their job i think i think Another thing is that as we're developing as a society, like those hard manual labor jobs yeah. that are like somewhat known for being like stereotypical male jobs. Yeah. Like as a society, as we sort of like deconstruct toxic masculinity. And let's and not, like, and like get out of hunter gatherer. Yeah. We get out of that <laughs> mindset. I think those jobs are going to be less desired and those. Oh yeah. Even, const- like, think about construction. Yeah. You see maybe one female construction worker per every construction site. Like, why are we still stuck in this fucking yeah. hunter-gatherer evolutional mindset? It is crazy. Like, only a man can lift cinder blocks. Well, actually, nor man, no woman needs to lift cinder blocks. Here's our new <laughs> Oxford University <laughs> robot that, like, does it for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Well, I think we're already at an hour. Are we? Yeah, just about, I think, 58. Wow. Um, I'd say we leave it here. Yeah. I think, you know, that was a good little taste into our capabilities as podcasters, may I just say. Um, Thanks for listening to the first episode of The Ordinary 20s. Yeah. We are, we're hoping to make this a regular thing. Um schedules are still a work in progress but do you have every tuesday uh supposedly (laughs) fingered yeah (laughs) quotes 
Yeah. Okay, because I have every every Tuesday and Sunday. Those are your off days. Supposed days off. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So scheduling in the process. Um. First episode should be up. Well, this episode <laughs> will uh will be up um as soon as possible. Maybe even today. Tuesday. I mean, I don't know why we're saying that because by the time you hear this, you've already listened to the whole podcast and uh, you know that it's up today. Yeah. So, thanks, so, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. And yeah. I'll see you another time. Have a good one. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>